0: What's up, my dirty, dirty family? Welcome back to Dirty Devotionals, a podcast that, listen, every time we talk, I try to be real, I try to be honest, I try to help you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God, and today is no exception, regardless of whatever in the world has brought you to this place, to this devotional episode 275. It's crazy. We've been doing this 275 times. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I love that. Whatever brought you here, I love you. I appreciate you. I hope that you're feeling blessed and favored, and maybe you're not. And I hope maybe by the end of our time together, over the course of the next eight to ten minutes, that uh, you will find that you will feel a little bit better about your life, because I believe that um, you have a purpose, that God wants to do something so absolutely phenomenal in your life. And um, yeah, I really do believe that. And so the thing I want to talk about right before we jump into the devotional is, I know many of you listening to this, um, you, you have shared, you have talked about how this podcast has helped you, and if you are not plugged into our community, you're missing out. You really are. Um, we have a private Facebook group. If you look at the show notes, there's a link for it. You have to request access for it. It's important to know, and you have to answer the questions. If you don't answer the questions, I can't let you in. Um, I need to know that you listen to this podcast, that you value this idea of being seen, known, and loved. And we have that. It's 100% free. It's a great place to share um, kind of your thoughts about the episode. It's a great place to share uh, prayer requests, things that you're going through, things that you are um, need help with. It's a great place to encourage one another, to share triumphs. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love my Dirty Family. It's a great way for me to be able to connect with y'all on a more personal level. And if you're not in there yet, you should because you're missing out. And so if you enjoy being a loser and not being a part of a group, then fine, don't join it. But if you love it, come be a part of it. We are going to dive into today's Dirty Devotional. We are going to be back in Matthew chapter 5. Uh, we're working through the Beatitudes, or uh, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, which is Jesus's longest sermon. We've been slowly working through each pericope or section of the Bible. And we are now in Matthew chapter 5, 17. Now, Jesus has addressed uh, the crowds up until this point. Through the Beatitudes, he's told them, you know, happy are the poor in spirit, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, We talked about how Jesus has looked at them. He said, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. And in verse 17, Jesus' sermon takes a little bit of a turn and it could be a little bit uh, discouraging to read nonetheless. And so I wanna read it for you and then I wanna talk about it. It's Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 through 20, says this, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. So when Jesus is mentioning the law or the prophets, he's talking about the Old Testament. Um, At this time, he's talking to what partially would be a Jewish crowd who know the Old Testament inside and out. And people have been talking about how Jesus is a little bit... um, progressive in some of his thinking. So he's saying, he's thinking, hey, like um, Jesus is above the law and he's separate from the law. And he starts right here and he says, hey, these things you've heard about me, um, I haven't come to overtake the law. I haven't come to get rid of the law, um, but I've actually come to fulfill them. And he continues, he says, for truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until so everything is accomplished. And when we see this, when he says, until everything is accomplished, there's two ways we can view this. One, you can view this as Jesus's um, death, burial, and resurrection. Um, that once this happens, that the law is gone, or some people will interpret this as revelations is like the end of time. Um, I will talk a little bit about what I believe here in a second but let's continue verse 19 therefore anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven but whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven for i tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the pharisees and the teachers of the law you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven so this is like jesus has been very like Feel good, feel good up to this point. And then all of a sudden he takes a turn. He's like, Hey, these things you've heard about abolishing the law, knock it out. I've come to fulfill it. All the all the commandments, everything in the old testament that you think that I don't approve of and I've got getting rid of, it's not true. I'm not I'm not here to get rid of them. I'm here to fulfill them. So, first thing is this the law has to exist in the old testament. And the reason why is because if we just say, Well, the law doesn't matter anymore then what we do is we mitigate what Jesus does in his death and his sacrifice. Jesus lives a perfect life. He lives the life we couldn't live. And so what Jesus is doing here is he's saying, hey, all these laws that none of you could keep because the Bible tells us the law shows us that none of us are righteous, I am that. But what some what people are doing is they're saying, hey, the law doesn't matter anymore. Jesus says, hey, it matters a ton because that's how I'm proving who I am as a son of God. Because he lived the life none of us could live. And so that's the reason he says, I haven't come to abolish them, but to fulfill the law, all the commandments, which is like a lot, thousands of commandments. Jesus says, I've come to fulfill all of them, which makes him a worthy sacrifice on the cross. So it's important that we know that. Now let's continue. And he says, says, none of these laws are going to go away. They all matter until everything is accomplished. Two ways we can look at that is: is it accomplished when Jesus dies and is resurrected, or is it accomplished at the end of time? Preferably, I like to believe that Jesus here is talking about um, his death and his resurrection, simply because later in the New Testament that it gets addressed about the righteousness part. Because the Bible makes it very clear that we are not good. Well, I mean, let's face it: if you're listening to this, you're not good at being good. We're not good at being good. We make bad decisions. Um, and Jesus says, unless your righteousness surpasses the Pharisees and the teacher of the law who live to be as righteous as possible, and they sucked and Jesus made fun of them a lot because they were so bad at it. Um, the reality is, is Jesus is saying, Hey, ain't none of you going to enter the kingdom of heaven because none of you are righteous. The Bible in the old Testament literally says our best acts of righteousness is like uh, dirty tampons. Like literally that's what it says. You have to look it up. It's crazy. And so this is a part of the Bible where um, things like the Bible workshop I'm doing are really important because if we take this by itself, we, it can be very confusing. Because what we know is if we if we base off the fact that our righteousness has to be so good to get into heaven, then we're kind of left wanting because the reality is, is we all screw up and we all mess up. And so where does that leave us? Does that mean we're all going to hell? If we look after Jesus's death and resurrection. And we look to the epistles, which is the church getting started, specifically the book of Romans. So the book of Romans is a, is Paul writing to, or uh, Peter, Paul, yeah, Paul writing to the church in Rome, talking about Jesus's death and resurrection. And in chapter three, verse 22, it says this, it says, we are made right with God. We are made righteous, just being right with God, By placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are, no matter what we've done. And so, what Paul says in Romans is hey, none of you were righteous before, but because of what Jesus has done by trusting in Him, you can be made righteous so that no matter who you are, you can enter into heaven. And it's important that we read this. And so Jesus at this point in his sermon is he saying, hey, we can't get rid of the law because I have to fulfill the law. If I don't fulfill the law, then my death doesn't matter. My sacrifice doesn't matter. My resurrection doesn't matter. Because, because Jesus lived a perfect life and he fulfilled all the commandments, he was right with God. He was the epitome of righteousness. When Jesus resurrected, and he opened the door for us to put our faith in him, we are made right with God because of his sacrifice. Jesus makes, us, makes all of us righteous through that relationship. And so as we read this, here's what you need to know. It is not about what you can do. It's about what God has done for you, specifically what Jesus has done for you through the cross. You're made right with God, not by your righteousness, but by Jesus's righteousness. By putting your faith and trust in him, those sins are not only forgiven, but you are made right with God. And we get to live our life from that place, from a place of strength, not from weakness, because we have God with us and in us. Again, Romans chapter 3, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone. You need to listen. That word's important. For everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Lord, thank you for verses like this that can just be so freaking confusing. Um, But Lord, thank you for clearing it up in other verses. Um, Lord, this is one of those times where the Bible is difficult. And so, Lord, I just ask that you help us with difficult passages to dig in, to trust you and to say, God, there's something I'm missing here. Help me help bring clarity. Um, But Lord, the biggest takeaway from today is the fact that, Lord, when we couldn't be righteous. You made us righteous through Jesus. And so we thank you for that, Lord. Um, we ask that you help us live from that, Lord, so that we can live our life doing good, not because you require it, um, because you, you've made it possible. And Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, we love you and we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L.